what's up VCU fans? You're back with the Ram Jam. I'm your host Spencer Kellogg, sitting here with our favorite basketball expert, Brian Lamb. How you doing, Brian? Doing good, doing good. Everything's feeling great with VCU. Doing great. We're we're on a roll. We are on fire. Yeah, we are. Uh, last three games, uh, we're undefeated in our conference. We are looking good. Let me ask you a question. I want you to be serious on this. Did you think we were going to be where we are right now after Illinois? No. I did not think we were going to come out this strong. Um, am I, like, really, really, really surprised? No. I mean, I knew I knew the talent we have on our team. Uh, I knew that we have the possibility of being a very a great team and we're looking at it we're looking great right now um i i only hope we can keep up the momentum um on paper we look great what's changed what what has changed since illinois and georgia tech um i mean we've reeled off about eight wins here and and the past few games have been totally convincing we look dominant dominant you know dominant yeah, um, I, I mean, personally, just from watching the team play, I, it's it's been a gradual thing, but I think it came full circle uh, last game against uh, GW, against George Washington. Uh, we are playing with so much swag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Has Okay, I don't want to go out there, but has a VCU team played with this much swag since yeah, I mean, yeah, just March look, of 2011? Yeah, I mean, just watching... The our game against George Washington. It was a home game. It was on uh, ESPN two, and watching it. I mean, just watching it from on TV. Um, we our crowd looks like it, it looks great. The crowd is into it, and also the team is getting into it with the crowd more. I I'm seeing way more emotion and passion out of the players uh, than I have seen all season long, and. To be honest with you, I haven't seen us play with so much swagger since, um, I mean, 2012-2013 team when we would just come out and just crush people and just get so passionate. I, I, I mean, I haven't seen this amount of passion out of some of the players ever. I mean, Jaquan Lewis, I mean, historically known as pretty, pretty quiet guy, very, you know, very reserved guy. He's getting emotional, passionate on the court, getting the crowd into it. They are killing it right now and they they are feeling it. This it's, is this is his team. It's his team and he's and he's totally taking it over and and again, we've already harped on this before on this podcast, but uh it's a testament to his maturity. Something that was questioned many times when he was a younger player. And look at him now. I mean, basically what he's done is he's come in his senior year and said, you know what, for the better men of the team, I'm willing to play at the two for large portions of the game. I'm willing to let Johnny bring the ball up because the truth is they're much, they're probably a more dangerous team, at least having that element um, in their arsenal of putting Lewis at the two because he's such a scoring threat, even though I think everyone would agree that he's probably the more well-rounded point guard um, at, at the moment right now. Uh, he, he's playing with a looseness and a confidence I, I haven't seen it, um, maybe in his entire career. And I think that shot, that three-pointer that got called off against George Washington. Ooh, yeah, that, oh, I man, mean, the buzzer beater. Oh, man, I can't believe it got called off. It was but, such a beautiful shot. But that symbolized, like, uh, where he's at, right? He was just laughing. Like, whatever, you're going to take the shot away from me? Whatever, we'll come back down and I'll make it again, you know? I mean, it's that kind of energy right now on the team. Jaquan Lewis 
is our leader. And right now he is going out there and he is eaten. He is killing competition right now. And what you know, as Jaquan Lewis goes, we go too. The he's, rest of the team goes he's with prove, him. He's proven a lot of loudmouth VCU fans wrong. Yeah. And it's but, not just him. The rest of the the rest of the team are but, playing with such you, passion. But right you now. would agree that there was there was a portion of of the Ram fan base who was willing to write him off. His his after his freshman year, I think a lot of people after that uh, Stephen F. Austin game. Yeah, uh, I mean, you see, I, I can't say that I can't understand that feeling. Like, uh, he's well, yeah, he had some he had some maturity. I mean, we can remember him pouting on the sidelines with Shaka Smart having to get in, sat out of games to make the point. Um, so I mean, it's the criticism to some extent was due and deserved. But are those same people now saying, "Well, he's come full circle," and that's what I'm trying to say? You know, I think come, I think he has. He has come full circle. He, I think, he, I think he has, and I think he realizes his role on this team. He is the guy. He's the man on our team. He, he, we win and lose games with Jaquan Lewis. He is our best player right now, and honestly, he's the most experienced player. We have other seniors on the team, but. When it comes down to crunch time, when it comes down to the moment of the game where we need buckets, Jaquan Lewis is our guy. Lewis is going to get the ball, and he's—I mean—he's—he's he's playing great right now. Do you think he has an opportunity to play at the next level? Oh man, that's that's a tough question. I think uh, I think in the next level he has the speed. He's he, got the shot. He's got yeah. He's got the offensive game to do it, and he plays he plays very good defense. Uh, the question is. At the next level, does he start off the way he did when he started off playing college basketball? Is there going to be an acclimation period for him? Mm -hmm. um, does he start off out of control like we saw yep. a younger yep. Jaquan, a teenage Jaquan Lewis? Or do we see this maturity transfer to the next level? I think he's going to get some... I think he's going to get some time in some summer league teams at least. Yeah, he's definitely... I mean, if nothing else, I think the proven track record of VCU guards at the next level, he's at least going to get an opportunity in the D-League, if he wants it. Of course, he could go to Europe and make a better paycheck, but it's going to be there for him. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But um, I want to go back to what we were just talking about, the confidence, the, the swagger of this team. I mean, where did it come from? All of a sudden, they're out there playing like it's, it's a schoolyard game. And to be honest, I mean, I think that's when at least VCU basketball teams seem to be the best is when they're playing with that kind of just... Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why we have such a huge winning record at home. It's because when the crowd gets into it with our team and our players are getting into it with the crowd, there, there's, some, there's this mojo, there's this energy in, in, the, in the stew, in the Siegel Center, where... It I I mean I I can't say that I haven't seen it anywhere else, but that's that's big time stuff right there. Mm -hmm. You you can tell the fans really care about this team, whether you're just a casual fan or a diehard fan. It's a community thing. It's a Richmond thing. This is what this is the biggest ticket in town, and these players realize that. And when when the fan when the fans go crazy when we are crushing a team like George Washington, who are, I mean, they're not pushovers. I mean, their record may not be the best record ever, but they have great talent on their team. And, and we're just, we're beating them by 30 points, and the crowd's into it, our team's into There's it. There's nothing like it. Exactly. It's the hottest ticket in Richmond. I haven't seen, I mean, I, we saw Jaquan Lewis get into it with the crowd, like, you know, earlier this season one time, but he, I mean, he was not really known for that. 
Briante Weber was known for that. He loved it. He was he, a showman. He loved it. And um and Jaquan Lewis, he's finally seeing that confidence. He knows when sometimes when he gets on the court that he's the best player on the court. Well, and I think he also realizes, I know we're talking about a lot about Jaquan Lewis, but I think it's merited. I think he also realizes that now he's got pretty much the entire fan base on his side. I, I mean, you have Absolutely. to admit, it's very it's got to be difficult on these guys when they're freshmen and sophomore and they come in and they've got an attitude problem or they got a hitch in their shot and they've got doubters in the community. You yeah, know? I, I mean, can't imagine how Jaquan Lewis feel, uh, felt yeah. after that Stephen F. Austin game. Right. That must have been the most demoralizing moment of his basketball life and for him to bounce back from something like that I mean not to discredit what he's done in the last three years I think his as for a freshman when he his freshman year he was pretty good he was great he was pretty good as a freshman and he got better every single year um yeah we a lot of fans may have had the complaint that he was out of control at times but he learned to temper that down you can tell that he's matured on the court and, but he's his mind his, is more mature. Yeah, his he's, game his game has gotten better. Exactly, his mind is more mature. He's a smarter player now. Yeah, are there moments where he just he just like you know goes crazy and rare, yeah, rare. Yeah. He he's not that out of control. He used to be. Yeah, he, he exactly. Used to be, you know, but right now when he has when we see those moments happen and we cringe a little piece of history, he makes a good play. Yep, and yep. And that's what we want to see uh, out of our senior, our leader. And historically, VCU, uh, are, at least over the last few years, we are our best players always been our senior on our team. Last year it was Melvin. The year before that it was Briante. Those guys are always our leaders, and they're usually the guys that have the ball most of the time. They're usually our guards. Um, we saw it with Eric Mayner and. We saw it with Theus. Theus was our leader when he was a senior, and I think Jaquan knew the shoes that he was stepping yep. into yep. as a senior. Well, it's what we've become known for. We're one of the few point guard use in the country. Uh, we have a great history of point guards. Um, and but we got yeah. another great one coming in afterwards. Yeah, Lavar got Bats. Got lined up. Yeah, but you Very know, excited about next that. next year we'll we'll see what Johnny does because Johnny is this is this is gonna be a senior year, year next year, right? And he he's gonna step into those shoes. And yeah, there's a lot of pressure in there, but you know he'll be great. Johnny's going to be great. The team next year, we're losing some big players, but we're still going to have major players in big roles. Johnny's going to be the point guard. We're filling of his in, and Tillman um, will be a senior. And for me, I mean this, and this is something we should talk about. Let's get to this. How about Samir Dowdy? Samir Dowdy. Samir Dowdy. He looks like the truth. He is the man. Um, <laughs> he looks like he looks as good of a scorer. Was of, it against Duquesne where he just went? Yeah. He off, went off. Went off. Went not off. even like like not even like went off for Samir Dowdy. Like went off like like ISO like contested yeah. jumper. Yeah. Yeah. Like twenty three points off. on nine of fifteen from the field. He killed it. Killed it. Isn't that crazy? He comes down and they give. Now I was watching the George Washington game and and we must have been up by quite a bit, obviously. But but he, they were giving him the ball to bring up the court like he was going to be the point guard. I mean, there's a lot of trust there, I know, and there's yeah. a lot of confidence coming off Samir Dowdy. Every time I see him get the ball, I just feel like this kid can make something happen right here. If yeah. the play breaks down, he can take his man to the rack and, and probably get a good look. He's yeah. really good at that. Yeah. And I know we talked about it before, and I may have doubted a little bit. You may have suggested that uh, Dowdy may have been our possible point guard of the future, and I may have doubted it a little bit after watching him play over the last few games. 
I think is a very a very realistic possibility. Well, he doesn't necessarily have the the handles that you would want, and and I'm not necessarily sure if we've seen how well he can pass the ball. But yes, I like he is hand- somebody well, who you give the ball to and say, here, do something. I like with his it, handles. You know? I like his handles in a one on one half court offense sure. uh, kind of play. Um, but he doesn't have. I mean, he doesn't have the handles, at least that I've seen that that Johnny or, or Lewis do in the open court. Yeah, you know and I mean, and, and and to be fair, he is a freshman, and that's something he can definitely develop, and something he can definitely learn from Lewis and, yeah, and Johnny Williams. It looks like right now he doesn't have he's too making much some to good develop. Plays. He, he yeah, he's like making he some too much to really. Develop. He's making some great plays, but he's also he's he's. Uh, I feel like he's picking up on some of the passing that I kind of criticized on him uh, earlier in the season. I think. Maybe he heard the criticism somewhere else. Uh, I mean, definitely wasn't from me. He's not listening <laughs> to this. But still, I mean, I, it looks like because Jaquan Lewis is passing the ball much better this year, uh-huh. and he he may be getting some pointers from from uh from Williams and and Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I think he's I, I think he's absorbing a lot of knowledge right now in his career. And I don't think I don't think it's an outrageous thing to say that he could be possibly. Our point guard of the future. At least he could be. He's Look, a very good. He could be a very good facilitator. I don't want to get carried away, but this kid's looking like he could be one of the great guards of the of the modern era of VCU basketball. The kid has started, and I shouldn't call him a kid. He's, he's an adult, but you know what I'm saying. He he shoot. Yeah, I mean, but the guy's 20, he's, 19 he's, yeah, or something. Yeah, he, yeah. He's starting to shoot threes at a great clip. He's starting to knock down his threes. Yeah, I, mean, I saw him knock down some threes look, as well. If yeah. If he can knock down threes and up his handles and his passing. He, he he scores the ball brilliantly as it is right and now. Not, not to describe his uh, his handles and passing right now. It's no, it's it, pretty good. And I don't think I've ever. Now that I'm thinking about, it, I don't think I've ever seen a freshman come into VCU and make so much noise. It's, yeah, it's he's a, a red shirt. A red shirt. Yeah, he's a red shirt. But, he he uh, he he practiced with the team last year, but he's he's looking pretty good as a freshman but, right now. And the truth is, I remember last year when he was a red shirt, there was news coming out of VCU camp saying this kid puts it in the bucket all the time. Like I remember people saying, you know, Samir can't play this year, but in closed door scrimmages, he's he's scoring lots of points. He's a baller. Um, so I don't think I think people who are close to the program um, are not surprised by this. And wow, I mean, the next four years of this, I'm in. Three more years of this, I I, mean, I, I love it. I, I love, love it. his I love his tats. I love his swagger. I just love the way he carries himself. He, he looks like yeah. a like he's the kind of guy you want on your team. He's tough. You know what I'm saying? He's got like a toughness. And one to thing him. we didn't mention, we 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 haven't mentioned yet is how good his defense is. Right? His defense is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, our our defense is looking pretty good in general right now. I think uh I think bringing back some of that havoc style has helped a lot uh, for lot. our players, um but we're getting and, a lot of steals right now. And I just want to say I think the havoc style coming back and seeing more of the of the trap defense, I think that has to do with us playing looser and more confident. I mean, if anything, I think after the Illinois game, and and this is this is credit that's due to Will Wade. I think he looked himself in the mirror and thought, "I got these boys wound too tight." Period. I got them wound too tight. And ever since that game, they've been pressing more. They've been playing with a looseness and a swagger that we had not seen until that point. So I think some of the credit does also have to go to Will Wade because I think he's letting the dogs loose. Yeah, and <laughs> and. And and it's tra- it's translated into more transition buckets for us, and I can't I mean I can't think of a better like team to to give this to because our this this year's team transition wise these guys can finish at the hoop driving to the hoop Jaquan can certainly do it 
Johnny can, Samir can. Yeah, exactly. These guys, Mo Ali Cox. These guys are finishing at the hoop right now, and this bringing back some of that havoc flavor for us is really, really translating to more transition buckets, which is has been working great for us. Um, I, you know, we we haven't seen. I mean, we've seen this in the past. We haven't seen the havoc style fail yet this year, because he just kind of ramped it up a little over the last like you know three well, weeks he's or not, so he's not going overboard with it i don't think he's going overboard with it and i think we need to stick with that but if we're we, still not yeah. seeing them pick up 90 you know what i'm saying all the way the whole court um for for the entire game which is what shaka was i, I think that's when shaka got beat is when he was so dogmatic about that and to me it looks like will uh will wade totally gets it he knows know? when to tone it down yeah. and i i I, it's a tool. I can i can respect that yeah exactly it's a tool it's, a, it's, a tool it's not the and, whole scheme and he he tests he will test it out and if it works we keep doing it i mean if it keeps if it works keep doing it i don't think i don't think if it's working we should tone it down at all but if we see that other teams figuring us out a little bit more than i think will wade's uh, smart enough to know that he needs to tone down the havoc a little bit but i mean these guys are playing so well right now i i I just i i really haven't seen so much swagger on this team in in a few years yeah i and the fun the fun thing is when you get a team like this i don't know how much will wade has to do at this point (laughs) i know know, he's he's letting these guys go just make sure their uniforms are washed so they look clean you know (laughs) what i'm saying like yeah i mean what we are doing right now is working and i don't know if it's just because we're playing in conference right now, we are and, getting and, some some lesser uh, talented teams up here at front. I mean, yeah, Duquesne but I mean, a ten is still George Washington. Look, we like George. I I when I say we like George Washington, I like George Washington because they always have a very uh, diversely talented team. It feels like oh, they, yeah. they always have random guys from all over the world um, or the country who can do like a, a number of different things. They're always a talented team. Now, um, if you haven't been following that, George Washington, of course, had a coaching change this summer because their their last coach was a bit of a you know what he was he was a mean guy and he verbally abused many of his players. So George Washington's going through a tough time right now. And I'm just saying I, I want to make sure we put this in context. I mean they still UMass, got a, they still Duquesne. have a winning record right now and they they sure. get good talent at that at that program. Sure. And they got I mean they got what was it uh Kavanaugh? Is yeah, that yeah Kavanaugh? Kavanaugh we shut him down. We oh, did sh- we did shut that. him down. And also he looked like a cry. Did you see him over on the sidelines? He looked zoned. He yeah. I mean, we got him into foul trouble early. He and reminded he was- me of that kid from uh, what was his name from Purdue Hummel. <laughs> he, he had that same Robbie Hummel. Robbie Hummel, that same look <laughs> on his face, just like dejected, zoned. Looked yeah. like he had just like taken a guy- bottle of Xanax out of his mother's like cabinet and <laughs> eaten it all before he got to the court. It was amazing. I yeah. love what VCU does to these these punks. Yeah, well, I mean, and to be honest, I mean, Kavanaugh is he's a top player. He's I mean, a great he, player. He's everyone was saying that he could be the front runner for oh, of course. the A10 player of, of the course. year. Of course, they wouldn't say that Wake Jaquan, Forest. they wouldn't say that Jaquan yeah. or Molly Cox deserved <laughs> it. No, some random guy from George Washington who we shut down and made look like a pill popper on national TV. I mean, he was zoned out. He I mean, I, I could go on. I could, you know I could. Anyways. I know. Um I'm going to I'm going to keep it respectful <laughs> to 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 Kavanaugh. He to I think he's, Kavanaugh. he's a good player. Uh-huh. And then the the Japanese guy. Yeah, one, uh, one Watanabe. Tom, Watanabe. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a he's a very talented Ooh, player players. as well. They have players. He made he made one move uh during that game where he 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 euro stepped past a VCU player and he missed it, 
But had that went in, that was that was an NBA caliber kind of play. I mean, I don't know much about this guy. I know he's a he's a baller. Well, he was a good player last year when we played. I know that he's much. a baller. He gave and us a hard so, time last um, year. I mean, these guys are definitely no pushovers. These guys aren't. I mean, say what you want about you know the 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 teams that we've been playing the last you know f- couple weeks, but these these teams are not CAA teams. We these are A10 teams. We're the A10 is still by the numbers ranked the number seven conference. Yep. In in a Division One college basketball, it's a down year this year. I, I still think we're going to get. Look at the standings. Look who's who. We're who's get, in number one with us? I know. I know. The spider webs. Yeah, I mean, I think, <laughs> but I I still think we're going to get two or three teams. A10's going to get two or three teams in in the two tournament. at the most. Dayton, um, Dayton and VCU. I call it right now. Dayton and VCU. January, 13th. but I mean, if Richmond keeps playing the way they're no, playing, no, I mean, they won't because they've got a coach named Chris Mooney. Next. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I, we're playing with a lot of swagger right now, and if we keep up this momentum, I, I don't. I mean, we're gonna be, we're not gonna get blown out by any team. Okay. I know that. Let's let's talk about now. Let's change the let's change the tempo. Let's talk about something negative. No, oh, no. Deriante Jenkins. So, uh, your <clears throat> last episode, you were right, and and uh, that when that episode came out, uh, the same day. We had VCU announced that Darionte Jenkins is now out with a broken foot for six to eight weeks. Um, so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna openly admit that Spencer was right. I mean, well, it was, I mean, it's a, it was a boneheaded decision. To keep I him don't want to be right. I don't want to. We don't be know right. that keeping him in the game made the injury exactly, worse. Exactly, and that's what I want to say. It's like it look, just happened, look, right? I w- I want to say that. I want to make that clear. Who knows? I'm not there on the sideline. He could have broken his foot yeah, the first time. He might have broken his foot the first time and gone over and told the trainers, "I'm fine." They took a look at it, and you, I mean, I don't. You know what I'm saying? They might have just said, "Okay, we'll see how it goes." If you feel comfortable playing on it, so um, it's not to say that it's Will Wade's fault. Yeah, because when all. the injury okay. initially happened, it could have been six to eight weeks already, it's and we just, didn't know. It's just that we've seen this a couple times now. Where it seems like we've got players yeah, that I we mean, don't necessarily need on the court. We did not need Darionte Jenkins on the court yeah, right then. To we did win not need him game. on the court. You're right, and um, he was looking. He was he was he was uh, trending in the right direction as far as how he's been playing the game, playing with the lo- team. Yeah, I mean, he was looking great, it's, looking very good. And you know, it's it's a tough pill to swallow. Luckily, eight, we're good. Luckily, yeah, we're good. Six to eight weeks is not too <laughs> long. Know? I mean, he's he's going to get. He's not going to be back. He's, you don't think he's going to no. get back into the postseason? No. Why? And this is this is the kind of stuff I just feel like why bring he's, him back he's early? He's a good so player. We can, We're not going to bring him back well, early. If you think six to eight weeks from that day, six to eight weeks from that day is Mar- is the first week of March. Yeah, the which tournament is, starts. Yeah, exactly. So we we ease him back into the A10 tournament, and who knows? You know, getting into the national tournament, uh, if we do, God willing, and we better, uh, based on what, how we're playing right <laughs> now. Um, I think that if we if we a step on the brakes a little bit during the A10 tournament, he could be ready to go on the national stage because uh, who knows? At that point, we could be we could have such a good record where you know we just we, yeah we're we, cruising we're, we're into cruising. the tournament yeah yeah we're, we're into cruising. the national tournament so um that's a good point I know, that's I, a good point but ten I mean, minutes ten minutes but I I know where you're coming from because I mean last year it, with Melvin Johnson it was Melvin it, it was a tough pill to swallow versus Davidson in the like semifinals it was of that a game. tough pill to swallow we, were up we did by not like need 15 him fifteen points yeah. We didn't need him in the game at all, and somehow he got in the game and and messed up his ankle. And to be honest with you, had he not gotten hurt that game, it could have been a very different outcome against Oklahoma. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I see that I feel like I, I speak 
no, you, power to, and yeah. people look at me like I'm crazy. And but let's like, just, I, I get that I sound like I'm angry uh, towards Will Wade for putting these players back in the game. I am, because I feel like, yeah, if you go look at the way Melvin performed after that game, he was 80%, and he still gave us good games, but he, he was on fire. He was on fire before he twisted his ankle. Yeah. And, and it really, I think, it, Who knows? it, it yeah. made him limited. You could see in the Who games after what would have happened. I think, uh, so I think, yeah, against Oklahoma that Whatever. year, last you can year, play, yeah. You can play 20-20 all the time. I don't mean to do that. You know, you can all... Yeah, I know, I know, but you know, well, let's just hope that Will Wade has, I mean, learned his lesson with this. I mean, who knows if Again. I mean, he probably broke his foot on the yeah. first time, and he was just like, "No, no, no, no I'm still, good." But still, but still, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. We can't get into the metrics of it because seriously, you're not on the sidelines. But well, to I me, think, I think, as a as a somebody who watches every day, I saw him go off the sideline. I thought, okay, he's done for the game. Like we're not going to see him again. And then I think, he was I, back think in, I think, so. I think, Coach Wade. Uh, he's young. He, he, he's he knows. Stuff. He knows what happened, and I think he's going to be more conservative in situations similar to that in the future. I hope so. Yeah. Um, let's go. Let's go on to. Uh, I want to talk about Tillman real quick, and then and then we'll wrap this up with uh, some shock of smart burns. Um, <laughs> well, if you say it like that, is Tillman one of the most <laughs> underrated VCU players you've seen um, in person? So we've been watching VCU in person for probably <laughs> only about a decade. It but depends. Yeah, 10, it 10, de- 10, 15 years. So it depends on who you talk to um in my eyes and in my point of view i think tillman is adequately rated <laughs> interesting i don't okay. think he's overrated and i don't think he's underrated i think he's uh incredible athlete and i think so that then what's he can his take problem over defense he's not very good defensively is he He's pretty good at defense. He gets lost on defense. I I see I just I just don't see for I this is where we disagree here. I don't see a problem with Tillman. I don't see a problem with Tillman. I I don't know what your expectations were out of Tillman, but right now I think he's for for me personally, um I was excited for him to come into our program when we when we found out we were, we were, we were going to get him uh at VCU. I think that he's performed uh, on par with my expectations for him. Well then, well then, we just had different expectations, and I don't think there's any problem with Tillman. The only point that I'm making is that he has games where he scores 24 points and has 12 rebounds. And to me, if he reached the potential that I saw for him coming in out of high school, he'd be doing that every night. I think that's the point I'm trying well, to make. But like, we got guys that are yeah, on the same got, talent level as him. Though. I wouldn't. Well, I would not say that. I would not say that. Who is on the same talent level as Justin Tillman down low? Oh, Who? down low. Who? I mean, I mean, Mo is our senior though. Mo, Mo is that. a very reliable. I get player. that, and he should be playing thirty, thirty-five minutes a night. But he's three inches shorter, and and he provides a different, in my opinion, a little different of a sort of game. So is then it's um, then it's Hamdi, and to me, to compare Hamdi and Tillman together, I just think it's night and day. I mean, Tillman has shown he can score in a variety of ways. Hamdi, it's one bounce right up to the to the. Well, bucket. Hamdi's are he's a utility player. He's a role player. Okay, but I'm just saying, so, if you're going to suggest that there are, other but I play, think at you know, this point in, in Tillman's career, this is going to this is the year that that defines who he is. Because next year, we know he's going to get better. Next year, all of our players get better their senior year. Um. And I think Tillman knows that he has to step into a leadership role uh, in his senior year. So I, I mean, I, I can't, I can't say that. I mean, we have games where where Jaquan scores less than ten points a game. We have we have games where Mo gets three rebounds. I, I don't think that I don't think it's fair to put that high of an expectation on 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 Justin Tillman. I think he is 
playing very well. Um, can he be more consistent? Yeah. If he works well, on this consistency, maybe, then he he's he's I I have really no complaints. But really. maybe what I'm asking is that I think I just think he needs to get more minutes. He's averaging 22 minutes a night, and he's putting up 11 points and eight rebounds. I mean, I just. I think he should get Why more minutes. Why is he not too. playing? He should be playing 30, 35 minutes a night and be like the center of the offense. Because we know when it goes inside and you start scoring points, what happens? The perimeter gets open. So, anyways, I don't. I, I know that's a small divert, but I just I think he's such an enigma to me. He's already a junior. He's one of these players. You know, some players it feels like they're here forever. Some players it feels like wow, they're already a junior. And to me, Tillman, it's like wow, he's already a junior. He is and already I, a junior. I think he deserves a bigger role, and I'm surprised he doesn't get it. That's yeah, why I, I mean, bring he it up. still gets a good amount of minutes, and he his role has been getting bigger as the year has progressed. Mm-hmm. So I think earlier on in the season, even I thought that Justin Tillman wasn't getting enough minutes. I think that. Um, it seemed that it almost seemed like he was frustrated that he wasn't getting enough minutes when we watched him on TV yeah, or in was. person. Yep. Um, but I think he's getting more of those minutes, and I think he's finally understanding his role a little bit more. Because when you look at when you look at our team, who do you think? I mean, who's our? Who do you think is our first choice to score on offense right now? Jaquan. Okay. Who do you think is number two? If, if. Uh... Well, that's a great question. I, if it was me and I was the coach, it'd be Tillman. But I think at this point, you could even argue it's Samir, or maybe Mo. I don't know. I don't. I don't think we rely on Mo. To but score we've always like that. we've always been. So who would more... you say? Who would you say? Who's number one? Who's number two? You. Tell I mean, me. I mean, number one is definitely Jaquan. Okay. I think right now, number two does look like it's Samir or maybe Jonathan Williams. Jonathan Williams is more a facilitator, yeah. but historically, our offense has come more from the perimeter than in the post. And wouldn't you agree that that's a big reason why we routinely lose to Power 5 conference teams? We that's why we lost to Baylor. But I think our post that's game, why we lost to Baylor. I think our postgame is much better than we have been historically. I'd rather yeah. have I'd rather have Mo Alleycox, Justin Tillman, and Ahmed Hamdi over – uh, over uh, DJ Haley and and a, and a, a freshman and sophomore Javante Reddick. Oh, that's uh, and, true. And uh, and uh, I don't know. I mean, come on. I mean, seriously, think think about it. I mean, Toby I, Toby Veal. Well, th- here's the, here's the thing though. When when we think about where Justin Tillman is right now in his VCU career, he's practically halfway now in his his junior season, and he's coming into next year as a senior. I think that if Justin Tillman has a successful senior year, just as successful or more successful than Javante Reddick's senior year, he would have He's been going, a success. He would have been a success at VCU. Is Tillman going to the NBA? That's for us to see next year, right? I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I guess, but we we would probably agree that he has plenty of tools to do it. I mean, he has he the shoots, potential. Yeah, he, he shoots the ball pretty well, and he has the potential to the be. I, I think he has the potential to have a better senior year than uh, than Javante Reddick's senior uh, year. Javante Reddick's senior year was like stop and start, and I th- see couldn't for, get it off the ground. See, I don't know. Uh, maybe our expectations are different because I think Javante Reddick's senior year was was pretty good. Um, he well, was our leader. He, course, him and Theus were were our leaders, and Javante Reddick slammed it. All the time, and he was good. And I granted that we didn't have another really post guy on the team at that time. Um, and I, I think that for what Look, what he was given, he yeah, had a good senior your, year. Your point about Reddick is not falling on deaf ears. I I hear it. It's just I remember that the expectations I feel like were a little bigger for Javante going into his senior year, and and I felt like 
it's not like he had a bad season. He had a great season. If you go look at it statistically, he had a really good season. But I just remember there there being a feeling, a little feeling around uh, Ram Nation at the time that well, I'm he kind of underperformed a little bit. Well, I'm not know, saying, things, but much better than DJ Hill. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> night and day. Night and day. Well, and I'm not saying that your expectations unreasonable, and I don't think you're alone in that expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me personally, like I know VCU's post game has been a work in progress over the last few years, and we, had, I mean, Chuck Smart didn't really stress the post play as much as Will Wade does. Will Wade understands the importance of of post play and I I I also love post play and I think post play is the key to winning games and you're right in the in the in the past we've been so perimeter heavy that when we get into those big games against a a, a team like uh Michigan where they have Mitch McGarry coming in they got a big they I mean they got big guards like like uh Glenn Robinson Jr and Tim Hardaway Jr like that's when we when we struggle because we played a speed game we played an athletic speed game but we didn't play a big dominant physical strong game like some of some of the bigger programs have the that talent and we're just now starting to get talent that's similar to that. I'm not saying uh, Justin Tillman's more of kind of a stretch big, but really, if he thickens up a little bit, he can be that guy. I think he can be just as good as Javante Reddick was in his senior year, and and I think he's going to be. He has the potential to be much better than that. Yeah. Yeah. And we we all know that. Um, but the question is, are we can do we can we realistic realistically expect that out of him? Yeah. And well, I, I don't. I mean, I don't think it's fair for us to be for us to expect like, hey, hey, Tillman, I need you to score, you know, eighteen or twenty points a yeah, game. Well, it doesn't have to be statistically. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a statistic like that. But I, I know what you're saying. Um, and you know what? You brought up the past there, so maybe we should talk about our past a little bit. <laughs> You've been keeping up with what's going on with uh, Shaka Smart down in Austin, yeah? Well, uh, here, kind here, of. I know yeah. Texas is not that great. Go ahead and give me the. Uh, Give me the give me the title here. This article I'm looking at at hookem.com. That's a Texas Texas fan site. What does that say right there? It says, "Are Shaka Smart's Texas Longhorns about to hit rock bottom?" <laughs> it's not um, looking. It's not looking good for Shaka down in in Texas. I admittedly haven't paid too much attention to uh, Texas. Uh, I think I think uh, I know about. As much as Texas as your average yeah. basketball well, fan does, I, I've been keeping up a little bit more, and I'll make it real simple for you. They don't have a point guard. They don't have yeah. a point guard, and they lost to they lost to some really big games this year. They lost to TCU at home for the first time since like 1987, and they also lost to University of Texas at Arlington, which is like for UT fans that is like. You do not lose to UT Arlington at home, so um, he's having a lot of issues down there. To top it off. News comes out this morning that they have suspended leading scorer and once VCU recruit um, and confirmed player Tevin Mack. Yeah, so here's the thing. Worked you were out just, pretty good for you us. You were just telling me that that you thought that Shaka Smart, if Shaka Smart was still at VCU, we'd be a top 10 team to a top 10 I know 10 we talent. would. I know we would. What happens if, 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 that, if we got those players? What happened when we got this team cancer like like Tevin Mack. It's true. What happens to our team? I think our I think our boys are a very close knit team, just, and we've can't. always had that culture of being a very close knit team. These guys are a family, and I mean, part of it was because Shaka Smart, you know, he 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 embraced that type of culture on our team, yeah. and I I only I can only give him praise 
for that, and I can I can really respect that about Shaka Smart. Um, but I mean, this guy well, you can't, sounds like look, a nightmare. You can't get them all right. You can't get them all right. You know, if you if you spend your life being a college basketball coach, you're gonna have some misses. And and Tevin Mack is not a miss. I mean, he's their leading scorer. He put up 27 points against Oklahoma State earlier this month. This kid can play. Is it, it a just, pro- is it a problem that your leading scorer is a freshman though? He's a he's a sophomore now. He was he, there, oh yeah, yeah he right. was there last year. Uh, was looking, he last year? He was there last year. You, you probably missed him because he was looking at the clipboard a lot. <clears throat> um, you know, <laughs> yeah, he, and he also losing to, to uh, Nor- Northern Illinois. Is that, is that who man. it was? <laughs> God, I, I, I watched. That I, game. I, why great. even? Why even talk about this? I don't know because it's kind of interesting. Yes, I do believe if Tevin Mack, Kenny Williams, Jordan Murphy were here. W- you know, I do believe we'd be a top fifteen team, and I think we would we would easily dominate the A ten. Now, what the funny thing is, we're dominating the A ten right now as it yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but, and but I this don't... is the difference. But wait, but wait, let me finish because this is the difference. Remember at the very first show that we did, we moaned a lot about the fact that we don't get any love. We don't get into the top twenty five. I mean, we have to go fourteen and three to even get on the outside looking in. Okay. You're telling me if Shaka Smart was the coach here and we were 14 and 3 with these kind of players that the ESPN recruiting services like just fawned over, you're telling me we wouldn't be top 15? This this is the point I'm trying to make. I'm not saying that we'd be an, an inherently better team. The point I'm trying to make is that a lot of these things are about hype. And yeah, you can say ESPN doesn't matter. It is about matter, hype. But yeah. these things do matter. They matter to our fan base. We, we, we're sick of being seen as this mid-major cobweb team that never gets in the top 25, even though we know we deserve it. We know we deserve to be in the top 25 today. And I just I just hate how much of the whole thing is hype and spin. And um, it's not saying that I wish Shaka was still here. I'm happy he left. You know I had problems with Shaka. I mean, the reason why they suck, just go watch one of their games. They, You know what their ho- offense is? Three guys standing around the perimeter passing the ball 35 feet away from the basket. There's no movement. There's no scheme. And, and he's being routed out for the gimmick coach that he always was. I know people hate that because they love Shaka. And I love everything Shaka did, did for our university. Don't get me wrong. But he left on bad terms, in my opinion. And, and I do think that what we're seeing now is that basically at VCU, he could use this full-court havoc, which I will call kind of a gimmicky system, to overrun teams that just talent-wise could not keep up. And now that he's playing against teams that have some of the best talent in the country, no longer can he just... R- Press, press them into submission. He actually has to come up with some ideas to get the ball inside, and, and he just seems incapable of doing it. Well, I mean, here's the thing with Shaka Smart. I know I uh, said a lot of heat in there. I'm I, sorry. I, I, I get that. And I have, I mean, I have my, I mean, I have my disagreements with what you just said, but I also, I mean, I agree with uh, some of the stuff that you say about Shaka Smart as well. And really, this is college basketball. These guys are trying. I mean, he, that's his job, right? And, and at the end of the day, he's ultimately trying to better his career. And he he yeah, made so he, he messed up, didn't he? He didn't better his career. Well, he, well, he's a loser down in this swamp, and they already want to fire him. Not two but there's years a, there's, in. There, and there's a risk and reward that comes to that comes with that, right? Sure. And he decided to go to Texas because he wanted to go for the higher reward, even though there was a higher risk involved. And I can't blame the guy for leaving. This is college basketball. It happens all the time. Sure, you got the Coach K is out there. You got the Mark Fuse out there that that stay with one team. But these guys, I mean, it's a community. That's their job, and they all know each other. And this guy is just trying to make. Shaka's brother was just trying to make a better career for himself. Yeah, is he not? Well, being, we disagree. He, well, we disagree. He's and not when you so, say those things, it makes me angry. 
Yeah, we just disagree. A better career? What, down there in UT where they don't even care about basketball and he's got a bunch of, like, you know, people just telling him that, I mean, it's just crazy. He had it made. He was a king. He was a king here. Well, that's and the he thing, would too. have been a king. And, and he's, no, he's not a king anymore, in my opinion. Well, he's a traitor. Well, let's let's talk about Chaka Smart versus Will Wade then. Um, I, I think that I understand how, where you're coming from where we feel like, we are deserving of a know, coach that stays with us, that believes in us, especially when they go on national television and tell us that they do. Are you saying that you would rather have Shaka Smart on our team right now than 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 Coach Wade? No, because in the reality of the world, he left. That's the thing, though. He so, left. So you're just, but you just, you just told me that they were going to be a top ten team if we still had him, and that's and the whole reason behind that is p- because coaches like Shaka Smart, the the attitude. And the personality that he brings to the media, he's like, he's like media caviar. They can't get enough of it. He, they can't get That's enough of Shaka yeah, yeah. Smart. <laughs> they can't get enough of coaches like Shaka Smart. And Will Wade, what is Will Wade? He's just a quiet, reserved guy. He's white bread. He's just, he's just your normal guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's pretty. And and oh, huh. and for some people, they really like to buy into the hype. They like to buy into the branding that went along with Havoc. They like to to get into a coach who was excited and animated all the time. But there are those fans that exist out there uh, like me who who like to – we just like basketball. I just want to fly I, – I, I, I like flying under the radar. We are still getting respect right now. We are – for the second week in a row, we're ranked 34-35 in the country um, in the AP poll. Yeah, I think that if we beat Davidson tomorrow – that we have a legitimate shot to get into the top 25. But that's why I like rooting for a team like VCU. We are often flying under the radar in 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 a national uh, kind of sense. And I like that because come, come March, come April, people aren't expecting us. And on the national level, in, in the, on the national audience, they're not expecting a team like VCU. And we win them over. That's Those are the teams that win me over when I watch the national tournament. It's not it's not the Dukes of the world and the Kansases and, and the UNCs. It's, it's teams like VCU. It's teams like Wichita State. It's teams like Lehigh that I like to watch. Because really, who doesn't really like an underdog story? Now, are we historically pretty good? We're pretty good. We're we're a good team, and we are have been a very successful team over the last few years. So, and 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 part of it's because the shock is smart. So I can't really bash him too much about you know what he's done for our our program. Yeah, I think that havoc was a little gimmicky, but it worked. It worked for what we had, and I I'm in total agreement with you with Shaka Smart's offensive strategies i mean when when he was our coach i mean his last few years i mean how many times did we get together and just complain about the one play we ran on offense like oh dump the ball set a pick dump the ball to the guy that set the pick set another pick dump the ball back to the guy that set that and, last and pick meanwhile we were listening in the media about how this how he was a genius he was but, a genius. Hey, look, look, he was look, a genius in 2011. I'm going <laughs> to summarize what you're saying. What you just said was very poetic, and it's a, it's a great uh, argument for many fans who get into casually get into sports such as and, college and, basketball. And, and because yeah, you want to root for somebody. Yeah, it's an underdog. Love it. It's the underdog yeah. thing mentality so we that should we be have. Ha- so you're saying we should be happy to be the underdog? Yeah, I mean, I think we should be happy being ranked as high as we are right now. Um, I, I think uh, it's a loser's I- mentality. 
it's not. I mean, when you happy think of, with the pittance that they gave you. Well, think about the community of Richmond. I I'm mean, just trying to play. You know, I'm trying to play your foot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine, and I, I, I'm I'm fine with that. But <laughs> but think about the community of Richmond. Think about I when I first started at VCU as a freshman in uh, the fall of 2008. VCU was still had a basketball culture of winning wasn't expected. Winning was appreciated. Yeah, it was. And yes, it was. And you, that can, that can, that speaks a lot to the community that Richmond is. It's we're going to support you no matter what. And we, I mean, we've sold out ninety games in a row uh, at home. Um, and win or lose, our fans are still very supportive of our team because this is something VCU basketball is something that brings our community together. It's our church. Uh, it's, it's our collective church. Exactly. When when people uh come in from out of town, when I meet people who aren't from Richmond, they're just visiting, they 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 can feel the the VCU fever that we all have. Because yes, it's 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 the biggest ticket in town. We don't have a pro team. Um, you know, we only have a minor league baseball team here. But this this is something that we cherish a lot and I think Part of being a mid-major like VCU, part of being, uh, part of VCU's history is being that mid-major, being that Duke dagger, being that underdog that no one cares about. That's that's the mentality of the Richmond community. We're not we're not New York City, we're not Philadelphia, we're not Los Angeles. We're Richmond. We're from Virginia, and we we don't we don't find the need to be better than everyone else. We just show our team love. And and I think that's very important. And I think as soon as that feeling goes away altogether and we have all these top 25 expectations, that's when the culture dies. And I don't I don't think that I don't think that I will stand for that. All right. You just you just sold me on everything that I speak against. Well, I you mean, you just told me that was so. That was you so. Have, you just have the right expectation. That was so I mean, poetic. I mean, I love basketball. I've been watching basketball all of my life. Mm-hmm. I I know I know losing is part of being a fan of any team. Losing is part of being a fan of any sport. So I can't say that I want to win the championship every year. Like I want to win the championship. I want to win a championship as much as anyone else that <laughs> cheers for VCU. Um, but I also know what to expect. At the end of the day. These, this is a basketball team at a university. These guys are just college students. They're kids. And this is, at the end of the day, when these guys graduate from VCU, and most of our players do graduate with degrees, yep. um, they they would have come out a better person. So I, I think that as, as much as I am such a huge basketball fan, I, I, can, I can look at it as a citizen of, sure. of Richmond. And... Well, this is it, what brings people together. Yeah, and it's it's wonderful what you're saying, just to bookend what you're saying. I mean, even going back to Jaquan Lewis, I mean, these are the things that we – this is why we love VCU basketball because you can – and this is why people love college athletics because although people argue that this is archaic, you do see people mature and change and take on challenges and you get to support them. And even if they lose, they still become legends, especially at VCU. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and I mean, what more could you ask for really in a community? Um, so I, I think that, um, everyone's, I mean, everyone's always happy when we, when we make the national tournament, I think at this point that we, I I can't blame anyone for expecting that out of us. Uh, I mean, 
It's good. It's good. It's good to have that mentality. I think you want that mentality in every step of yeah, your life. You um, you want to expect to achieve excellence. I mean, to be I mean, to be completely honest with you though, I mean, I I have expectations on the team every year, um, and but I still if those expectations aren't met, I'm not gonna be butthurt about it. But to be honest with you, I think this team I think this team has a has a capability to get into like probably I mean definitely uh, I think we can win the first round of the yep, tournament. Yep. I think we can win the second round of the tournament. That would be amazing. Uh, if we get in the Sweet 16, I think that is a major accomplishment for us. Oh, if they get to the Sweet 16, it's the biggest accomplishment since the Final Four. Yeah, exactly. And so, and what yeah. more can this community ask for? Because we're not we're not in the a national championship. Series. Exactly, a national championship. <laughs> I would love that, and it would be such. I mean, it would be such a Cinderella story if we if we won the national championship. Um, just because I mean I know we've gotten better since since uh, the final four we've gotten better talent and it's possible for us but I, I think that it'll still be a Cinderella story for us I think um, no matter how far we go into the tournament this this community is always going to embrace this team and I I love VCU basketball and I would love to see us get into Sweet Sixteen and I think we're capable of doing it anything more than then getting into the tournament is just more icing on the cake for us. I feel like I wish I had a, a box of Kleenex here. You, you're laying your heart on the line. I love this team. Uh, I think, uh, well, partially is uh, I, I'm also a Dallas Mavericks fan, so I know how I know how it feels to lose in the first round of the playoffs <laughs> every single year. But you won one, didn't you? We won one exactly, and we have that one. And it only takes one time. It's like it's like little giants. Yep. One time. One time. One time. One time. If if VCU wins the national championship one time in my life, that's enough happiness for for to to last the rest of my life. Well said. Okay, uh, we've got a few games coming up before our next show. Uh, we're playing Davidson, Fordham, and LaSalle. And honestly, if the guys keep playing the way that they've been playing, I fully expect that we're going to win all three of those. We'll be back uh, before the Dayton game to get you prepped for the Dayton game. It's going to be a huge game. And the U of R game. So we're going to try to yeah, we're going to try get some guests on the show. I think I think we should uh, try get some guests on yeah, the show. Yeah, I love it. anybody um, anybody who wants to come we got, on. We got we got a lot of friends that are super into VCU basketball. Uh, got a lot of insight. And just we got a lot of friends that are just huge basketball fans. Yeah, let's so, see. Let's see if we can get somebody on for the some added extra flavor yeah, to the awesome. show. I love that. That'd be great. <laughs> I, yeah, it's, it's gonna be. It's it's been a great season already. Yeah. All right. For Brian Lamb, I'm Spencer Kellogg. You've been listening to the Ram Jam. We will see you next weekend. Thank you, Richmond. We love you. <laughs>